1: Where I am, there will my servant be also. Whoever serves me the father will honor. Now my soul is troubled. And what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No. It is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. And then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified you, and I will you standing there heard it and said that it was come Others said an angel has spoken to him. And Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. And now the ruler of this world will be driven out. I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself." He said this to indicate I live there. Was to die. This is the word of God for the word of people of God. Thanks be to God. So i thought this week in a lot of the gospel about how hard it can be to hear God speak in tongues. We are surrounded by a lot of voices and ideas, many of them faithful. A rare moment in the Gospels. For God to speak in such a direct way from the heavens to the people. not heard of the Gospels. We heard the angels singing, the shepherds in the field Christ was born. God spoke into and to Jesus in his baptism. And we're not sure if those around him heard the same thing. God speaks to Peter and to the disciples. But he tells them to listen to Jesus, this is my son. But here it seems to me there's something unique in this encounter, this God speaking into a moment. Because here, God is not speaking to benefit Jesus. God is speaking for our benefit. God needs to speak the truth into the midst of these. Ideas and voices. A truth that everyone longs to hear. This moment is reminiscent of God appearing in the mountains through thunder and lightning, and this ominous scene of clouds developing the mountain. Moses, the only one who can go up and live and tell about it. Israel was to keep us safe in the distance there. Here we have Jesus speak to you, right to you so that you can hear this, and to hear the glory of my path. Even so, upon hearing the sound of something that they know to be divine and thunderous, they cannot understand it. This is not a surprise, not in John's episode. Not hearing it, not understanding it. This point is something of a, you might say, a spiritual precondition for those who follow Jesus. could not and would not hear him speak or what he was saying. And in chapter 5 of John, we read this charge against him. And the Father who sent me, as himself testified on my behalf, you have never heard his voice or seen his form, and you do not have his word abiding. Do not believe him who has sent Yet, this may sound strange at this point in John's Gospel, so many chapters later, Paul, quite frankly, Jesus is surrounded by many followers. He's undergoing quite a following, and there's quite a, an energy around Jesus. In fact, this moment comes after Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem, of which we'll go back to next Sunday. Have gathered, shouting Hosannas welcoming Jesus as the new king into this place of Israel, and riding in the noses of all the powers that be. He is still surrounded by his brethren, faithful disciples who, disciples who have been with him since the beginning. He's recently raised Lazarus from the dead, which created yet another service of those who came to believe and to, and to follow. Now, Even Greeks are coming to town, inquiring and seeing if they might have audience with Jesus. Who are these these Greeks? Well, they're likely Gentiles. They're likely those who have heard of Jesus and come to believe that somehow they too are part of this growing community. They represent all people that that we hear Jesus referring to in the scriptures surely with this growing number of faithful and fervent followers, this diverse group of followers, surely this is the time to celebrate that so many are coming to believe. Surely Jesus can take a moment pause and say, the mission is working. It's happening. But instead, and before God speaks, those who have heard but not understood. And among so many excited followers, even among Gentile foreigners who will also hear God's speak, Jesus says, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be born. He says, it's time for this grain of wheat to fall into the earth and die. Only when this happens can this really, my mission really be, into these fervents and these growing numbers of followers. Jesus repeats a message that we've heard all quite length this year, that those who love their life must lose it. Those who hate their life in this world, repent this life in this world, will keep it. Those who want to follow me must serve with it. Now this, I recall, has been a consistent but stumbling thus far the only one who has come to understand Jesus' death is the Mary who in this chapter, chapter 12 anoints his feet with oil and the disciples are so upset that she weighs so much valuable oil that could be used for ministry in the future and rebuke her for this and Jesus comes to her defense and says leave us she's bought it so that she might keep it the day of my burial. She, she accepted what was the cross. And this repeated refusal to understand or accept the cross calls Peter to rebuke Jesus. These disciples have tripped over this too. Every time they argue over we'll which the of them is going to have the highest seat, Jesus is Jesus' cabinet. was a state sanctioned execution. That was meant for the common criminals. That was for the would-be messiahs that came and caused so much problem. Jesus is the raiser of the dead. He is the walker of the water. He is the one who turns water into wine. He is the one who forgives sins and, and dies with saints and sinners alike. And if he's the real deal, surely the cross cannot be for one such as this. He's going to be surprised that he's not Not on our feet. So these are the ideas. These are the competing thoughts and voices surrounding Jesus at this moment. And because of this, he says, Now, my soul is troubled. Even if he repeated all the message of death and even in in this moment God tries to speak directly into this cacophony of confused voices. Jesus remains resolute. And it is impossible for them at this point to recognize God. Judas will betray him. Peter will deny him. Those who shall go down will soon shall crucify him. Some will fade away into the background. (coughs) Others To destroy it. But Jesus will remain resolute But if He continues His journey, once they witness the cross, when they see the resurrection, then they will come to understand the glory of this. But not before Him. Now, for you and me, I have a feeling that there are no fewer heated voices that we hear overcome trying try to make sense of. It. I doubt that I have. You, as it has been for me, that completing messages and voices can sometimes make it hard to hear God speak into our lives. So many voices want to get our attention, right? There are internal voices and external voices. And it can be difficult to know which ones we might listen to. If you've been with us for a month study, the son of the last weeks, We've talked a lot about this, this, internal voices and these external voices. And in short, this is a story about the father and his two sons. One squanders his whole inheritance on living. comes home humbled and had in hand. The other son everything home, had remained home and done everything he was supposed to do. And he's bound up with so much jealousy because the father chooses to welcome the younger son back. it has been a study So many internal voices. Some telling us that we're never worthy, and others telling us that we're, we're worth what we think. The voices tell us that we must measure up. But we can never always measure up, so we we can crash at times. Given this year that we have come, there have been voices that have overwhelmed at times. We have been inundated Voices telling us how to take a pandemic more or less serious. What is the, the right of the wrong things to do? People and leaders and families, we've all tried to make <coughs> the right decisions. And every time we do, it seems there are voices that want to encourage and voices that want to tell us, well, you're getting it wrong. At some point, we've been disappointed, and at some point, we've probably all disappointed. But truthfully, the only thing I believe is we can really blame the actual circumstances of an exceedingly Hong moment in history. We've heard voices of those in the black and the Asian communities tell us that they fear for their lives. And we've seen videos and images showing us why that is so, and they hear voices of support, and they hear voices of criticism. And we're learning that this year that we what the significant cost relationally, psychologically, depression addictions that increase. And if ever there was a moment that we wanted Jesus to speak into our lives, this is the moment. If ever we want to know how to overcome the beating voices, this is when we need to hear God speak into us, and through us. Jesus, wanting so much for these folks to Is to share those ears, share those words, and in doing so, we make our hearts ready to hear God speak into those laments. Speak, Lord, you. for your people are listening. Our souls are troubled, and we know that you are our Savior. Yet we can be so incomplete in our understanding. We're trying to hear you. But it's not always so easy. We live on so many voices, God, within us and beyond us. Jesus, we need to speak to you. Tell us what we need to hear. We need to hear your voice above all others. And as the psalmist reminds us, oh, my sacrifice, oh God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, you will not respond. Understanding the cross and the, and the difficulty of the journey that Jesus faced and that we're invited to be a part of must come. Our journey will always have a start. We're indeed people of resurrection, but we've heard today that nothing that refuses to die can live again. The grain of wheat must fall. Days that we might be the wrong voice, even so, God remains right here beside us. Persistently and consistently calling us to keep moving forward. He will speak over all voices, telling us to turn towards the cross. But remember, on the other side of that cross is glory. So, how can we learn? Years ago in Washington, DC, in the Metro subway station, there was a man who opened a violin case. He stood up against the wall, laid his case down in front of him, he wore a baseball hat and blue jeans and a dark long-sleeve shirt. And he just started playing this violin, like many others had done before. As he played, a few children would stop, and their parents would come along and push them onto the subway because they had places to go, things to On their mind. That they had seen these performances before, so there was nothing to see here. So maybe six or so people stayed more than a minute. And after this time playing, he looked into his mind left case and he had $32.17. Now it's important to know that this musician was famous and amazingly talented. And it's good to know that, I to let you should listen, see this video just a moment, that three weeks before this, he was selling out concert balls at $100 a seat. On the average, not even, the cheap, not even what he had in his violin case that day, but it was covered the cheapest of seats. And it's also interesting to know that the violin he played was worth $3.5 million as you watch this video. And once more, he played one of the hardest violin compositions that have ever been written. Many folks so perhaps, as we've watched this for just a moment, we can consider in our home lives how often we might miss hearing the amazing voice of God, even when it's ringing so clear. so fast We hear it every time we hear the voice of justice over injustice. We hear it every time we choose forgiveness over separation. We hear it every time we speak redemption instead of judgment. And we hear it on the Easter when we hear of a resurrection. It reminds us of this world, it will never rob us of the life. Speak into your life and may your life speak.